This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Reel Down on Paddling Fit with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to a Reel Down on Paddling Finn. Uh, thank you for tuning in as always, whether you're watching or listening. Listen. How you doing, Jimmy? Pretty good, man. What's going on? Doing good, man. I, I'm still digging that background. I, I feel so ghetto. Like like tonight I was watching uh, KBM with Tyler there and like, you know, everybody. it's like everybody in the podcast game. They got all this nice stuff now and I'm, I'm feeling, I am feeling left out in the cold. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, same thing. I saw – I've seen Lambert's setup. His setup's awesome, but I, I never noticed that Jeff's got, like, the lights that glow in the background of his. That looks pretty sick, so I'm going to have to figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> like $10 Amazon lights. I, I got to get it together, man. I got to step up my game. I'm feeling like Josh from Dark Waters. Like, Ooh. like I'm, I'm, like, lower level with him. Not to hate on any of our guys, but at least you're not in front of a cardboard box like Milky. Yeah, he like his Milford, like <laughs> his box doesn't even fit his screen. So if you all, hopefully you only listen to the noob show because if you ever watched it, like his background doesn't even fit the frame of his picture. Like it, it was hilarious. <laughs> it that is, show, I don't even remember what episode that was, but that was hilarious when we yeah. talked about that. It's it's funny that they get you know, like they probably get the most listens because there's less people who are into tournament fishing than there are getting into it, which is, I mean, that's obvious, but you know, yeah, that's, that kills me, but yeah, yeah it's still funny. Yeah. There we go. But I uh, got some people jumping on. Hey, what's up, Brad? <laughs> yes, it is not new year. Not yet. But uh, actually tonight's going to be our last live show for a while. We might come back and do it eventually, but, uh, but for now, uh, what's going on, Armando? Uh, but for now, we're going to take a break from the live show. Just good time. To it's in the season, you know. It's yeah. holidays. We got all the winters covered. Yeah, there's no reason to do it right now, so we're going to take a break from the live. But uh, but we have a great show tonight, and we are doing it live. Oh Lord, here's Melford right here. Y'all obviously haven't watched me in a while. That background's been gone for a while. I have not. I listened to your show. Yeah, I can't look at you anymore, buddy. No reason to look at that face, no man. <laughs> and Matt Lintzman, he did good on Chick. Well, he was up there. I don't, I don't remember how good he did. It's, it's, it was tough. It was tough on everybody. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but we have the three people who did the best. So here we go. We'll go ahead and bring them on. We have uh, uh, the three men who who did the best. We have a uh, Tyler Cole from Iowa. We have Brandon Strock from North Carolina and Tyler Stuhlman from Duluth, Minnesota. And dude, y'all had a sale on your, on your drawers today and I 30% off and I got two. <laughs> they're on their way. Y'all have the best underwear in the game. And they there, are there, there is a Duluth trading in Duluth. Uh, it's just not, that company's not actually from there. Y'all got one here oh. in Birmingham and you don't have one there. 
We have a Duluth trader in in Duluth. Oh, okay. But you know, Duluth's not a, a very real big town. It's oh. you combine it with with Superior over in Wisconsin, which I will never don't record this. I'll never admit that we're part of them. But um, it's uh, <laughs> okay. there's about a hundred thousand or so people in the the metro area. Gotcha. I've never been. I've actually seen like pictures of it. It's a it's a beautiful place. I mean, oh, it is. It is. But I, I, I'll start with you. How did you like tell us about yourself? And I gotta know because I, I looked on your Facebook. It said you're from Shreveport. How the heck did you get to Minnesota? <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I'm I'm from Shreveport, um, and yes, Caddo was my my home lake growing up as a kid, which uh, I'm looking forward to because I haven't fished it in 30 years, and most of that fishing was into the trees. So. Um, <laughs> And yeah, you know, one of my parents moved to Texas and one stayed in Louisiana and I kind of moved back and forth and did, did a, did a stint in the Navy for, you know, 10 years and playing around in some submarines. And when I got out, went back to Texas and that's where I met my wife and she's a university professor, got a job in Minnesota. And so I, I officially moved to Minnesota um i there most of the year but my business is still in texas so okay i'm I'm here and make the money that pays for my my fishing and and how'd you get into kayak fishing um after i moved to minnesota it was you know the summers are just so nice i've been from from texas and 100 degree summer is about the only decent thing to do is to go you know lay in water somewhere if you're going to go outside so uh it was so nice you know we bought my wife and i bought little kayaks and i decided to buy a little zebco rod and buy a license and start fishing again and it took me about a month of doing that and i bought a canoe and started floating the river had four or five four rods and dropped two of them in the river and bought four more and (laughs) just it just progressed i that 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 end of 2018 that was 2018 the end of that year i fished in one local tournament here and won uh which wasn't saying much because i only caught one fish only three fish were caught and mine just happened to be the biggest but uh yeah i won that and i was hooked the next year kind of played around a little bit with the local tournament and got into uh kbf a little bit towards the end of the year um and made the the challenge uh, championship at lacrosse. Got to go to lacrosse, and actually didn't qualify for the national championship at Gunnersville. I was one of the twelve people that Chad grandfathered in, and I've just been plugging away at all these national tournaments, trying to learn, learn, learn. So, yeah. So. Yeah, you go. It's been a little bit all into the states fishing. Yeah. So, and then we'll work our because Scott got third and Brandon, you got second. Tell us about yourself, man. Uh, I was um, born and raised Cookville uh, area in Tennessee. Uh, uh, never left. I did a little bit in the Marine Corps and uh, traveled a little bit. And uh, when I got out, I, I started working for uh, Terry Golden, a guy that I fished yeah. with. I think y'all had him on last week. And uh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, 
I did a lot of the uh, the local uh, boat tournaments and stuff. And uh, what ended up happening is I, uh, I had a lower unit freeze and go out. And uh, Terry talked me into getting a, a Hobie and uh, bought a PA-14 first thing. And uh, that was two years ago. And I've just been fishing around here since. Uh, man, and he, I don't think he, I, I could ever go back, man. I love this, this yeah. kite stuff. I'm you went big right out of the gate, man, straight into a Hobie. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, if if you know Terry too, uh, there there wasn't anything else. You know, he said you got to get this one. I said, all right, you know, let's go do it tomorrow. <laughs> Terry and, says uh, that I'll do it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I uh, and uh, you know I've, I've moved around kayaks since then a little bit, but uh, I'm back in a Hobie and man, I love them. Uh, uh, that drive, it's it's awesome. But uh, yeah, I I love uh this whole kayak fishing business. And, uh, if, if it wasn't for it, I probably would have never started fishing Gunnersville and Chickamauga and stuff like that. You know, uh, Del Hollow and Center Hills where I grew up fishing, but yeah. since then I've kind of got to go out and go see these really big lakes and meet a lot of people. So it's been a good, good deal. And do, yeah, do you live in North Carolina now? What's that? You live in North Carolina now? Uh, no, I was stationed there. Uh, I'm back uh, in Cookville right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Heck yeah. Tyler, how about you? First place, a man with the big trophy. Yeah, just just barely edged it out. Um, I'm a Midwest boy, born and raised in Iowa. Uh, the Mississippi River is my home. I mean, I live I live about 45 minutes from there. I uh, started kayak fishing. I bought a kayak oh, eight years ago, nine years ago, just for floating our little rivers around here. Like I would, I come from the background of walleye and crappie, and then I got into doing doing one online event that was like a multi-species, and it was every every month was something different, and it just it got me started. And then I caught like. 99 inches of bass the, that month and I'm like oh, these things are stupid <laughs> <laughs> I love it and I've been yeah but they I've say that about us sometimes too <laughs> that there is no doubt I mean you would you would think that a fish with a brain the size of a pea could make us literally pull our hair out but they do and yeah I just I I had a killer year in 2017. Uh, ended up at Hobie Worlds in 2018. Yeah. Uh, I was a director. What location for, was that one? That was a mall, Sweden. That's so freaking cool. Like, oh, that's awesome. It was. It was definitely a trip of a lifetime. I mean, Hobie, Hobie puts it out. I mean, they they really by by like Thursday, you're tired of eating caviar. You know, that's. <laughs> that's the kind of event they bring you to. That's so cool. What species was that one? That was pike and perch. And the perch, I, I still say are nobody. I never saw one the whole time I was there. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's a myth that they're in there, but, (laughs) but I mean, definitely, definitely a cool event. And then, uh, 2019, I took Iowa angler of the year. I did it in 2017, pretty much took 18 off because of Worlds, and then 
19, I came back and won the Iowa Angler of the Year again. And then this year has just been a mess. But I got hammer. Yeah, I got a TOC win in 17 before the TOC was cool. Back when it was at back when it was at Fork with Cody Prather and them, and so let's sum this up: you don't suck. (laughs) No, I'm a director. I suck at fishing, so I'm a director. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of kayak are you in? Um, I, I I just finished my last tournament in a Hobie, okay. and I'll be I'll be switching brands next year. Uh oh, uh oh, where are you going? I I can't say yet. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but, One of these days we're gonna get the you know you heard it here first on the show. <laughs> no, it'll it'll be it'll be it'll be good for fishing national levels. So here we go. What Hobie are are you in right now? I actually, I'm still riding my original PA 14 that I bought in 2016. I actually, I bought a 2016 demo and I've, I've just never got out of it. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Holds up. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're bulletproof. I'm still using the original, the V2 drive. I mean, the things, they don't blow up. I got a 180 no, drive you, that I never you know, use. If you, if you do a Facebook marketplace search, I mean, things change on the PAs, but for the most part, it's the same boat and they seem to last. I mean, I can't speak, but I mean, you see people selling 2014 PA-14s that yeah. look like they're more than capable of lasting for a long time. Absolutely. And I mean, they, they make a, they make an awesome platform. I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing for me is I don't like my rods up in the air. Yeah. Cause I fish, yeah. I fish underneath things and next thing I know I'm all wrapped up. So having the ability to lay them front and back next to your seat was huge to me. Well, hell, yeah. don't talk them up too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'll, I'll never say a bad word about Hobie, but I mean that thing carried me a long ways. Cool. So, uh, all right. So, who wants to give us the? For anybody that hasn't been to, we'll say Chick because I'll <clears throat> mispronounce it. We kind of talked about that with Terry and all the different ways you can pronounce it. Uh, who, who, Brandon? You're probably the closest. You want to give us a kind of overview of the lake and, and tell, tell us kind of all about it. Um, how it, and it's, out. you know, typical Tennessee river lake, uh, it's got a lot of good grass. Uh, 
they ain't you know out there spraying it and uh it's it's one of those lakes that you could go out and get skunk you know like you know and be hard like the other day was but any given cast you know you can have a 10 or 12 pound fish on i mean it's it's crazy there's not another lake i've ever fished like it uh maybe the closest being gunnersville yeah uh, i've Which seen would be like i don't know TVK how many goes both places Oh yeah, yeah, and them guys, you know, I'm I'm probably live the furthest away out of anybody that in that club. I think it takes me like an hour and forty five minutes to get there. But uh, it's uh, I mean, I travel, I go that far just to fish it, you know. And there's clubs closer. I mean, I love that place, and and it's it's getting a little wor- or harder, you know. Uh, seeing that Saturday, um, I'm this time last year it seemed like it was a lot better, but still, uh. The fact that you can go any day on any part of that lake and catch uh, a 10-pound bass or, or bigger uh, is, is unreal. I mean, uh, a guy I worked with uh, two years ago had one. I think it was like 14.9 or, or something like that out of Saudi Creek. Uh, it was uh, real close to the, the record. I mean, it's it's just unreal. It's a definitely awesome place to be. So with, with such a big lake, how did you all go into practice saying, okay, this is the area, you, you know, you have such a big body of water. How do you decide where you wanted to practice? Scott, we'll, we'll, we'll start with you. Uh, for me, it was, it was an extension of, of Gunnersville really. Um, and that first day at Gunnersville, I, uh, at Gunnersville, I did really good in practice. I caught fish every day. Some of the national championship at the national championship. I caught a lot of fish. Like I knew I had a spot pattern. I could go to Chick right now, or I could go to Gunnersville right now and catch five spots, you know, in an hour. Like I, I knew I could catch spots. My problem on day one was that I thought I had a fifth fish submitted already and didn't. And left, told my buddy, hey, I'm gonna go upsize a fish and went to go try to find some bigger fish and didn't realize till basically the end of time, the day one, that I didn't have five fish. And so day two, I said, all right, I'm going to, uh, I saw beautiful hard bottoms up here, caught a couple of smallmouth in practice, said, I'm going up here where the bottom's hard and there's deep holes and I'm going to fish for smallmouth. And I caught some monsters at Gunnersville and, and lost two and, um, nearly still made the, the top hundred and said, so when I saw, I saw Chick, I was like, I kind of made a last-minute decision to actually go into the tournament. But first thing I did is I started looking for that that skinnier water with maybe a hard bottom. And I knew with the temperature and the pool down that small smallmouth would be in play because I gambled that guys would maybe catch a, a 21-plus but that most of the rest of the limit might not fill out. Right. And that was my gamble. And and we didn't even fish. Like we had a pretty good spot pattern. It was just not as good of a, it was a worse logistical float and didn't even fish that. That had been a two day tournament. I'd have had a limit of, of 16, 17, 18 inch spots. Cause we were yeah. catching spots like crazy too. I spots and that didn't even count all the dinks and the 20 pound plus catfish I caught <laughs> on a drop. Well, once shot. you were, 
what you're saying about your plan held true too because if uh anybody that wasn't following along with the tournament uh 15 people caught a limit uh there was i think one person in the top uh 15 that had four fish uh but for the most part it was a just a struggle a lot of small fish i mean and there were five fish limits that were all small fish you know it was just the fact that you were able to get five five bites in the boat so yeah i got i called i called a 12 and a 13 um i tried to swing about a 14 and a half spot in the boat and he spit my bait and but it, it was really i tell you what it was it one it was having a really good fishing partner joey who got fifth in the, the tournament you know he and i we pre-fished we just we have different, a little bit different techniques and we just kind of blanketed the spot that I said, the bass are going to be here. And we just blanketed until we got on the pattern and that stuck. And that, and that new old, I got a new old town, you know, autopilot. And that thing is just money in the river. Do you have the, the 12 or the, the big 13? The big one. Yeah. Yeah. That thing is so scary. I could stand up in two foot waves and wind it'll hold in the river i stand up and crankbait in the river and that was that was about it and i just got on the bottom that was that's what i caught him on in at gunnersville got him on the got on the bottom and smallmouth were biting and here I'll, I'll go over all the numbers of tyler obviously first place with 89 and a half brandon second with 87 uh scott third with 81 and a half uh, Jason Hensley with 81 inches, and then uh, Scott, your buddy Joey Van Vano with 80 and a 80 and a half. And down past that, it started to drop off, and like uh, like Jimmy said, only 15 limits. It was uh, yeah, it was it, it, it was tough, you know. And now 48 anglers, only 15. I, we were coming to Tennessee. I told people I was like, I'm always worried. Anytime Russ is in the tournament, you got to be worried, right? And and although Russ was down in there. If you actually look, Russ had 68 inches and four fish. He only needed one more fish, and he would have dumped three of us in the top five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Jody Queen was, I mean, I think he was round 10th, I think. You know, there was, a, there was some there was, there, but, but Yeah, I will have to thank Jody for posting <clears> that picture of that big fish he caught because I think that pushed a bunch of people down in the lake for sure. I think a bunch of people may have. <laughs> Spread out Which, a little bit more. <laughs> they went chasing Jody versus chasing the fish. <laughs> chasing, chasing one of those big ones. All right, Brandon, how about you, man? Uh, if having some experience on the lake, how did you decide uh, where, uh, where to practice? Well, I, I went up there and practiced uh, beside the, uh, the uh, plant, uh, the, the nuclear plant or whatever, uh, just another community hall. Um, I've, I've practiced a little bit up towards the Watts Bar Dam. Uh, I grew up fishing down there, and I, I love, you know, being from Center Hill and Dale Hall, I love smallmouth. Uh, but I, I found out in the past that if unless I'm absolutely on them, uh, I just end up going to Chester Frost. Uh, I've been beat way too many times down there. Um, there's a couple community holes down there. I think Jake Wheeler won down there not long ago this year. And uh, there's yeah. two or three good humps in that bay. And, uh, you know, I plan on just throwing a rig. I didn't even take, I know I didn't even take a frog because I had practiced earlier that week and it was cold. And I thought, man, I really ain't getting a lot of action out of this grass. And I took some chatterbaits just in case. And uh, I get there and, you know, I miss a couple and it wasn't really, 
as active as I wanted it to be. And uh, I, I saw Tyler back there. I mean, the, fishing that grass. And I think that, you know, that place is pressured a lot, especially that area with pleasure boaters too, normally earlier in the year. But, you know, the fact that me and him, we were really close and we still finished, you know, up this high says a lot about that place. Um, if you just stay patient with them down there, you can get on them. There's fish everywhere. Did you have a lot of company down there, kayak, from guys in the tournament? Because that's uh, where I had planned I on in, going. Yeah, I was worried about that. When I pulled in, I was uh, I was the first one there at the jet ski ramp anyway. And yeah, uh, I think there was five or six other people pulled in beside me. And there were some others down the other place. But I really didn't see very many people uh, until I got around the campground where, where uh, Tyler was fishing. Uh, maybe one or two other people throughout the day. I think everybody stayed they traveled or stayed real shallow. You know, I was out there in the middle of the lake most of the day until I decided to pack it up and throw that jackhammer. You know, but, I'd have been out there with you, man. That was my whole game plan before work got in the way is I was going to camp down there and just run all over that bay and maybe a little outside the bay. Just But that the two areas you said, you know, the, the power plant and Chester Frost, mm-hmm. I was going to make it work or just go home with nothing, so. I hate I didn't make it because well, apparently there, there it was a good pl- idea. There were plenty of drum around the power plant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, I call it my first four uh, right there beside the ramp. I mean, I put in, I started fishing the grass right there at the ramp. Uh, I don't know why that place gets overlooked. And, you know, I don't care to tell anybody where I fish or what I throw. But I was sitting there fishing right on the ramp and guys just running up and down the lake and, you know, uh, I know a lot. Of, I didn't see really anybody else get on them in the boats or nothing. But uh, just put in and start fishing right there. I mean, there's fish. That's where every tournament goes out at. You know, really dump the fish. That's there's right. fish there. You just got to stick with them. So that was my plan anyway. And what was your what was your go to? Did you catch most of it on the jackhammer? Yeah, uh, I you know that I started out. Uh, I caught a couple of non keepers on the rig early on. Uh, I went back there. There's a hump in the back of the bay. Uh, birds started flying early that morning, diving. And I thought, you know, I just followed them for a little while. And, uh, and then I was just getting short strikes. I wasn't really hooking up on anything. I thought, you know, I'm it's warming up. I'm going to been picked up a little bit at that time, and which I really wanted it to. But uh, I thought, well, I'm just going to go throw this jackhammer on these grass lines. And, and it was, I mean, I did that back and forth all day long. So. That's what I had talked about it when we had Steve on. That was the whole thing I was going to do is come up there and just throw the chatterbait until I blew my shoulder out. So. Yep. Yeah, it's nice and, to know. I might have had a chance. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much after after the spawn, that's my old game plan for the year. You know, uh, until winter, I'd, I'd rather fish with it really, really cold, and it just wasn't cold enough for me. I almost didn't fish this tournament, you know. When I come and practiced, and it, it just wasn't cold. and uh, I've I thought, well, I'll just give it a shot. But, yeah, until it gets real cold and starts icing up the line, I mean, that's pretty much all I do. And as long yeah. as it keeps working, I'm going to do it. I don't care. So, How about you, Scott? We didn't ask you how you called them. Uh, I would, you, know, you know that Bennett Bass Pro Shop that's got the cheap $2.50 Bass Pro uh, baits? Heck, yeah. yeah. That's what I called. Uh, that, I did my damage with that. Um 
at Gunners, again, as I learned it at Gunnersville, Gunnersville, they were hitting the that sexy shad color. But up here, because uh, it got a, it was a little bit colder, I went with a yellow with the black back, yellow brown back color, mm-hmm. and the small is just in the drum. <laughs> it, pretty much everybody was honed in on that. Um, and then I and I mixed that with pump the pumpkin seed color in a DT, and yeah. the deep that 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 color just for some some reason that color just does money if i can find find the fish pulling that thing through grass or on on the bottom smallmouth especially that thing get, gets to be real deadly with a smallmouth so but yeah that was yeah. pretty much it i was just i was moving up and down the current and just slow cranking and staying on the bottom and then long line it and then slow crank it and then once I went down to the end of my spot, I turn around and go back the other way and do it upstream. Okay. Worked Tyler, out for you. the man who came from Iowa and whooped all his Southern guys. <laughs> I had to, you found the spot, came to the spot. Brandon was there, a man from here who fishes it all the time. Uh, how did you find that area? And, and how did you get on the bite? And what did you throw? I... I literally fished Saudi on Thursday and caught four fish all day. Spent way too much time there. And so I came back to the campground Thursday night and just kind of regrouped and was talking to the buddy that I traveled with. And I'm like, you know, I've been sitting here all week watching these seagulls drop on these shad schools. And there's when you pull into the when you pull into Chester Frost to go down to where we camped you can see all the grass and the mat out on the main river. And I'm like, you know what? Why not just go check it out? What, what do I really have to lose? You know? Yeah. And so I literally, I turned the finder on side scan, set it at, set it at 60 feet and just went to work. And I just started putting miles on running through that, running through the inside of the cove at, at Chester Frost, and there's three million shad and no bass to eat them. And so I literally went up around the corner, I come back out, and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to run down and check these grass mats quick. And just because that's fishing grass up here, like fishing the river a lot, that's, I mean, that's my focus up here. So that's my, that's my sort of strong suit. Yeah. And so I literally, I was throwing throwing a chatterbait and caught two 15 inch fish in about 10 casts. And I'm like, all right, you know, maybe I'm onto something here. And so I went scanning again and I ran down a ways and around an Island and kind of came back up into another backwater pocket that had grass in it. And I'm like, all right, there's a couple docks close by. I'm like, so I was coming back and I got right back up by the campground where it kind of flattens off and i'm like you know i'm just gonna throw a frog just to just to humor myself you know if if there's grass you can get a frog to eat if it's 60 degrees they're gonna eat it and literally three casts in i picked up an 18 and i'm like well one one fish is luck two is a pattern i moved ahead about 30 yards and cast it again and caught a 19 and a half i'm like yep going back to the campground 
And I, I like the I like the way you that, put that. One's left, two's a pattern. <laughs> yeah, I've been catching them on Gunnersville lately on, on a frog. You know, in the grass, they're they're still biting. Yeah, I mean, up here, up here, I start. I literally, I started throwing a frog at 51, 52 degrees on sunny days. You know, so I mean, we were well within range. But I mean, I know I know the southern fish are way different than us. The northern strain we have up here, but I mean, it's it's still a bass. Yeah. You know, all it is is a reaction strike, anyway. What uh, what's your frog of choice you were using? Uh, Booyah Pad Crasher, literally five dollars and ninety seven cents from Walmart. And worked, I've got so many of those things. That it's all I use. I don't. I don't own another frog. And everybody's like, "Well, you gotta have a black one. You gotta have a white one." I'm like, "No, it doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter what the weather is. It doesn't matter if the clouds are in the sky or if the sun's in the sky. A frog still looks like a frog, you know." Yep. So, I throw. I, I throw the black and red, and that's literally about it. Like I've got. I've probably got all of the colors, but I literally, like, I have a box of frogs. I think all of them are booyah. None of them have touched the water, but I've got, like, yeah. a black and red and a black and yellow that are just beat to hell. <laughs> yeah, see, and I got, I got a green with a white belly and green with a yellow belly and literally have a box full of those two colors. That's it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> there you go. Can't argue with what works. No, I mean, you know, you keep it simple. It's... It's like Swindle said, he fishes with a brown and black jig, and when he changes it up, he fishes with a black and brown jig. Yeah. <laughs> he gets crazy and swaps the color. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're a your big fish from the other day, I'm assuming it was on the frog too. Is that pretty much the bait that did the damage for you? Yeah, I never I literally I, I when I came out Saturday morning, I got to the first corner of corner of grass <laughs> mat and I threw the chatterbait twice and set it down. I'm like, you know, this frog got me bigger fish. And, and when I fish with a frog, I, I commit to it and I stick with it all day long. You know, a lot of guys will just throw it in the morning and then set it down. And some of my biggest bites are from 11 to 2. Afternoon. I mean, Especially right now, in my opinion, this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. And so I literally, <laughs> I set the rod down. I set everything down and I started casting across this point with the frog and I got drilled by that 18 and it was, it was super aggressive and got the fish back to the boat and its belly was full. So I'm like, all right, you know, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm right thinking that, you know, the fish are migrating and they just pull up here to eat for a little bit and then they move back out, you know, so there's, it's always going to be loading. Yeah. And I, I come to find out just how wrong I was. Because <laughs> I, I literally never got another bite till almost ten thirty, and yeah. I had to run. I had to run clear down and around an island, and I found two back to back, and that was enough to keep me keep me going, you know. So, and I no, came it's, back. it's funny that you talk about committing to it because I do the same thing. Like if I'm in a, it, it's terrible. I fish gunners well a lot. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? 
but after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You know, I commit to it where if I see anywhere that you should throw a frog, I'm going to throw the frog. Usually it doesn't matter what the conditions are. And right. like you said, when you commit, it can work out sometimes. But there's been a lot of days where I've blanked and it's literally because I wouldn't put that frog rod down. You know, I'll have a I'll have a swipe or something from a gar and that's enough to like spark my interest. Like, well, I'll take that, too. Let's just get a top water right. bike going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. That's the thing I've learned. I mean, it's it's you're either gonna live by it or you're gonna die by it. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I can get, I can get ignorant with a frog real quick. Like, oh, you want the frog? Oh, okay, yeah. Let's let's start the frog all day. Yeah. yeah. I can get you by know, it. I just figured, you know, you stop and you look at you look at these campgrounds and everybody fishes off the bank and you always hear about the one guy catching a six pounder on a bobber. You know, so I'm like, well, there's probably one here just because there's a campground here. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I've, I've had my feelings hurt, man. First time I ever fished Gunnersville, <laughs> the worst trip I've ever had. We're on the way back. There's a, you know, a shirtless kid covered in dirt <laughs> fishing on, on this broken pier. And yep. he's holding a nine pounder that he yeah. caught 15 foot from the ramp. I was like, well, but it, it stays in your mind forever. Like, the, like best, the best story I have is Lake Fork for the TOC in 2017. And we literally, we went in the bait shop and they had those double whopper plopper, like buzz baits. Yeah. They had them buy one, get one free. They literally had them on a box on the floor. And this guy walks in and I mean, he, you know, he could tell he, he owns a minnow bucket and he walks over <laughs> and he grabs a couple of them and he's like, these things work. I'm like, well, I've caught some fish on them. I said, but they're not they're not my most favorite thing. They literally goes up, <laughs> he goes up, sets them on the counter, and he's fishing off a dock right in front of where we're camping. And no joke, this thing went twelve six on the scale. <laughs> Second cast on a Zebco with twelve pound test. Wow. The kind you of know. luck that I'll never have. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> That's so. That's hilarious. Yeah. So and I did. Because we did. Not go ahead. Oh, I had a kid come out of a tent. He's literally in coveralls, like Carhartt coveralls. He comes out of the tent, you know, because thirty degrees down there in November. And he's like, "Hey, man, my buddy just caught a six pounder off the dock over there." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, uh, all, all right. I'm I'm not gonna cast between the bobbers, but." Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But uh, something that we kind of, we didn't ask that we normally ask, and since y'all each had kind of a different technique going, uh, we'll start with Scott. What what was your go-to setup? Like rod, reel, line, and everything. Um, most of my, most of my rods are, um, the brand they sell at uh, Academy. I'm in Texas, so I buy end up buying a lot of stuff down here. I get bored while I'm working. 
go 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 buying stuff um so yeah the all-star brand uh which it's a company that's owned by you know the same company that owns berkeley and like like half the fish and you know manufacturing stuff um but all-stars only sold through academy so that that's a majority of my rods um and you know i'm cranking with a medium um and all-stars tend to be on a little heavy heavy side of whatever they're rated at so a medium uh, all stars, you know, just it's on the heavy side, um, and then, um, you know, I threw. I do have a couple of other rods, some Saint Croix rods. Um, <clears throat> they they make a an icon rod that's for uh, walleye fishing, and they make it in a in a casting rod, but you can't find it anywhere. <laughs> And I got lucky and found it. I think when we were we were in somewhere. Uh, I think what was Gunnersville or no? Nah, it was before that. But yeah, and it it's it's a heavier duty rod because I've had a couple of rods break on me this year setting hooks, and I realized that I might I might have a little bit of a quick trigger sometimes. Um, <laughs> That's better than a weak hook set. Yeah, but. Yeah, so yeah, that's pretty much it. And you know, one of my fish I caught on a tube, flipping it with that. I wasn't flipping it with a, a spinning rod, but you know, I flipped it with that the uh, you know one of those St. Croix that I'll, I'll do some flipping with, and uh, and then the rest of it I was just cranking with medium crankbaits. Most most of my reels are um, you know Luz and Abu Garcia. And I, you know, sometimes I burn through reels just because, you know, I'm, I'm practicing, but I, you know, I fish 15, 16, up in Minnesota, we got 15, 16 hours of sunlight in the summer, right? So I'm fishing 15, 16 hours a day, every day, if possible. And so sometimes I burn through reels. Um, so, you know, I'm always looking for a decent, inexpensive reel, bought a couple of the Cast Kings um, in that Spartacus and because they have both um uh both braking systems in it and you like so, the cast king? I, i've never used one i it, i've gotten i gotten where i like them a little bit better the metal framed ones don't that the spartacus 2 doesn't have the both braking systems so it's a little bit harder to tweak in but if i just kind of set those aside and only use them for like a heavier um bait and one, I've got one of them that's a 10 one. That's what I'll throw my, like if I throw a buzz bait or something on the surface. Burner. And just burn, like something to burn with a 10 to one. Just so, um, you know, but the, the, the other ones have performed pretty well. They've been catching me fish, you know, and most, most Almost. of my, most of my lose are pretty solid. And the Abu Garcia's that I've had, I've had a bunch of the Revos. They, they were great, great reels. Um, but you know, one of the things about the, the Revo, uh, S was that the, was it the S SX is that the, the side plate pops off. So yep. I got, I got two of them with no side plate and during COVID you can't get any kind of customer service. So yeah. you can't discount those all-star rods, man. I used to throw those back when all-star was, uh, but I guess before they were bought out. 
I've, I've still got, I think, two of the original all-star rods, six yep. foot six medium heavies that are, like you said, they're a little heavy on, on the heavy side, but they're, they're beast rods. Man. Yeah. These are, these are their nano line. They're, they're not bad. They're not that's bad. The, is that those that are like that hyper yellow? They, they are hyper yellow. And I tell you what, in the Northern lakes, if you ever drop your rod in the lake in about 10 feet of water, having yeah, a, having an, <laughs> I, I literally dropped it, came back the next day and looked around and could bear kind of see where it was and ended up hooking it and pulling it back out. Scott, you, you weren't in Chester Frost, right? I was not. <clears throat> I, I fished, um, I fished from basically, uh, where the Watts bar landing, uh, boat ramp was, um, down. Okay. So two out of three y'all were correct. Yeah. Okay. So somebody, Chris Adams asked. All right. Well, yeah. Brandon, what, what, what's that, uh, chatterbait set up, man? Uh, I, uh, it's a Daiwa, the Tattoo of 100s. Uh, I'm uh, notoriously hard on all of my stuff. I mean, I've, uh, example is I was throwing my rig, you know, earlier in the morning, and uh, it just so happened my a boat come by, you know, I backlash like crazy, and I'm out there uh, cussing up a storm. And so I took the side plate off my uh, Calcutta to uh, adjust it. Screws, putting it back on. So I'm pretty rough on stuff. And uh, those tattoos, man, they're, they're tanks. I've yet to break one. Um, I think I've almost every one of my bait casters is a tattoo, just the original tattoo. And uh, my my jackhammer rods, my my chatterbait rods are the uh, the Cashin chatterbait rod. Uh, I don't even know if they make it anymore. You know, it's hard. I just bought another one. I have two or three of them. Uh, it's man, it's perfect. Uh, I. You know, I've missed a bunch of them. I was like, a, like Scott said, a, I'm pretty quick to, you know, try and set the hook on them. And uh, that that rod right there just has good delay, and it's it's helped me out a lot this year. Uh, but cashing rods, for the most part, I love them. Elite Series. And, uh, is, that a, is that Chatterbait Rod a glass blank, or is it? No, it's it, no, it's not. It's um, it's just a regular – regular rod but i think it's a seven one they they say it's a fast but it's not really fast it's more like a moderate fast and uh it, it's rated pretty good it's medium heavy and but i like it better in glass i don't want to be throwing a glass that's just me uh you know i don't want to wear myself out throwing a glass rod all day long but i know a lot of guys yeah. that like them yeah i'm still well, i go straight about it myself what, yeah what, what kind I, of line do you use uh Seagull, red label cigar, uh, 15 pound 15? straight. Most, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just cause line capacity on those, I, you know, I use the 100 size reels, uh, well, uh, 15 pound. I, man, I, I use that 15 pound line on most of my stuff and uh, I just stick with red label. It's cheap. I like it. Um, I think, uh, you know, normally I'll have one, like if I'm pulling the stealth jackhammer or something, I'll have the 12 pound tied on, but, um, mostly 15. What's your experience with the stealth? I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it yet. So what do you think about it? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know enough. <laughs> I ain't caught enough, you know, yet. I, I think this winter I'll get a little more experience with it. Um, the fact that I throw, you know, most of the time I'm fishing that stuff around grass. I don't like it. Um, it but 
Yeah, it, it played pretty well in uh, on Malax around the rocks. The smallmouth seemed to like it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little bit no hollow. Uh, you know, I might this winter. You know, uh, for some smallmouth, but I, I don't know enough about it yet. I, I like the hook. You know, the smaller hook. Uh, it's a lot yeah. of wire. Uh, I do like that, um, but that we'll see. I, it, it don't have a you know, it's don't have as much action. And it, it's quicker to file out, but uh, I'm sure it has its place. Right. You know, so. I, I haven't tried it, but I, I'd like to use that cross eyes one too. Like oh, yeah. Super, super heavy cover. I haven't bought mm-hmm. one yet, but I like I, I saw something online. I saw, you know, a picture of it today. And I was like, yeah, I forgot they came out with that. I, I, I could see some. Just, just, bought, t- just bought a couple today yeah. in that fire oh, crawl. Got prep, got prep for the spring. Man, I'm, I said that last week. People, you must yeah. buy fire crawls before they run out of them. Hey, I think I've got, got like 30 of them. That's what say. Man, I remember after Gunnersville, the pros fished Gunnersville, you could not find one of those in the store anywhere. Yeah. I, still I lucked out and won a raffle that had five or six of them in it and already had like three or four of them. I had some yeah. last year before the Logan Martin event. And I think I might have been – the first one, to ha- I, I truly think I might have been one of the first people to have some. Man, I've that one's awesome. The, yeah. I've still got my very first one, man. I've literally beaten the paint yeah. off the head. Like, it is I, beat to death. I've, I bought four, and I still have three of them. Yeah. But, All, All right, right, Tyler. Tyler I, tell I, me that frog set up. Well, uh, you, know, I, you know what frog he uses. Yeah. I mean, I'd... And all my every rod I own is uh is a range out of Revelation blank built by Hawkeye Custom Rods over in Piasta, Iowa. Uh, this cool. my frog, yeah, I I love them. They're light, super light, and they got tons of backbone. But this one's a seven six heavy. I mean, it's a meat stick. Uh, it's got a fourteen inch handle on it. I run a a loose super duty which is actually it's no oh, yes. more i actually blew it up on that last fish <laughs> and but i run i actually run a, what they call a, an acid wrap or a spiral eye design so when you're okay. first when you're in a yeah your your first eye is up like normal and then it starts to rotate around so you're you're tip is pointed down so it takes it takes all the torque out of your rod you know you ever set the hook on a big fish and the reel wants to spin out of your hand that takes all that away i know like a cajun baby he was a cliff crochet he was with a company that was doing that how, how do you like that i it, 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 seems, it seems like it would be counterintuitive to how a blank is set up because a blank is meant to go a certain way, right? Yeah. It actually, you actually, you spine it, you spine it to your eye down and you'll never like your, your line doesn't touch the blank, you know, like, like on your jig rod, when you're jigging that, that line's constantly slapping off your blank where when you go to the spiral, you don't, you don't feel it near as much. And just, just taking the torque out of the reel, you know, we've all done it. You get hit right close to the boat. You set the hook and about lose the rod out of your hand because it wants to twist. 
I would love and, that for my fucking punching rod, man. My punching yeah. rod, I have dropped so many times. Yeah. And I mean, that was one thing for me, like, so I'm a millwright by trade. So my hands by Friday, Saturday, my, my wrists and hands and elbows are, are just shot. So I did it for seven and, years. And the best thing I ever did was get away from that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody keeps telling me. They're like, just get out. But you know, it pays for my fishing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's definitely something, there's a ton of articles on it online and definitely check it out. I mean, there's, there's very few companies that do it anymore, but I mean, if you're looking at, if you're looking at custom, I mean, any of the, any of the rain shadow builders or even a lot of Piasta, he'll, he'll ship anywhere. I'm going to have to write that down and take a look at it. Cause I'm yeah, in a market for a new punching rod. I'm I'm loving all my Dobbins, but yeah, I would love to give that a shot just to see if that torque's gone. Just yeah, yeah. I mean that that sounds pretty if, cool. And there's there's not you don't see it a lot. I mean they are they are a little more work carrying, you know, because you have to watch your eye going up and you have to watch your eyes going down, you know. But I mean. For me, the benefits have been a lot more. I mean, you get farther out on your cast, you can really, you can really get a good hook set and use the blank to really hit the fish. And that actually, it actually came into play this weekend when I, the second to last fish, I literally ripped the lips off it. I yeah, I read it so your story. Hard. That's insane. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it, the this fish had been caught a bunch and its lips were all tore up or what. But I literally just brought the bristles back and the end of the lip. <laughs> but you know, but yeah, That's and then I do. I sixty-five pound suffix eight thirty-two, and I I set the drag just cinch tight as as tight as I can get it. So. Oh, yeah. If I'm throwing a frog, I don't, if anything breaks, it's going to rip the reel out of the reel seat. Right. I, I feel yes. you on that. If yeah. you blew up and a Super Duty, that says something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a beast of a reel. I, I have, I have literally not found a reel yet that will last me over a year. And I mean, I've been through lose. I've been through everything 13 there is in the world. I break I mean, everything I, 13. That's why I don't use it anymore. Yeah. I did I bought a Tatula SV this year and literally my my second fish on it the the spool literally broke and slid over. And I mean it was I don't know. It's if anybody's got ideas for really good reels that hold up I'll, let me know <laughs> talking like you're talking fishing you know heavy stuff and hard hitting i i've never broke one of my carados and not not even saying like the dc the the low-end carados i've got three of them i haven't had the first i mean i had a there's a little cover on the thumb button that yep. thing flew off but other than that on, on one of them i've never broke one never had a slip or any malfunction now I don't think you could I could say it about all Shimano's because I I've let my buddy borrow one uh, bed fishing this year and he hammered and I've never heard a reel make the clunking and clanking that my <laughs> KS did when he was done with yeah. it he destroyed that reel and I was bragging to him I it was bought, like a, 
five-year-old reel that wouldn't die. And he, I mean, one swing and he destroyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Literally two trips with a brand new K and I, I stripped the gears right out of it. I mean, the drag, the drag wouldn't even catch. Jesus. But that's, that's why bass fish though. (laughs) Yeah. That's why bass fish. For musky or something bigger. (laughs) I I have the problem every time. Every time I set a hook on a, I think it's a bass and it's a big northern. <laughs> both times, I broke, both times I broke my rod, that's what happened. Dang, that's it's, it's like I tell them, you got to set the hook like you're gonna change that bass's life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what what I used to think that when I'd see the guys, you know, load up and hit that, you know, like picturesque arch, and I was like, man, those guys are stupid. And then I had a guy no. say something about how much of a sissy my hook sets were. And I was like, fine. And I've noticed since I start swinging for the fence, I seem to catch a lot more fish. So I just, yeah, I feel, you know, I do a lot of moving water and small water fishing. Sometimes when you do that, that poor little 12 inch fish just flies. And I'm sorry, but yeah, at least I caught you. <laughs> right. Catch them on the way by. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's almost been an hour here. Uh, we'll, we'll give everybody a, a chance to to thank anybody who makes this easier for you. We'll we'll start with you, Scott. Anybody you want to shout out? Uh, mostly just my wife. You know, she uh, she she gives me a lot of a room flexibility. She knows I love to fish, and she knows that I don't get get to do it in Minnesota the whole year because of the cold. So she uh, she's pretty pretty cool about it, and um. You know, other than that, you know, like you said, you know, the, some of the association guys up here, Joey and and Zach and these guys that were helping me work on get a getting a little competitive series going up in Minnesota, try to expand some some of the upper end of fishing. Those guys appreciate any help and work that they do, and you know, just kind of my lo- local suppliers when I when I have them. Got Russ up at. Marine General in Duluth who hooked me up with my autopilot. If you're in a, if you're in Minnesota and want to, want a tournament fish, holler at Scott. Dude, and dude, you gotta get with Duluth Trading Company. I, got I, don't, know why, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why there aren't national should. tournaments up there. And you you can go out and catch 50, 100 fish every day. You may not be catching. You know, it, it's hard to catch a twenty up up at where I'm at. There's there's a couple of them in the lake, but. I seem to find them every once in a while. So it would be a damn shame if you don't have but, like the Duluth butt naked kayak <laughs> trail next year. Like <laughs> that needs to happen. The raffle prize for the yeah. tournaments, the, the Duluth ball, uh, the ballroom kayak. Trail. Yep. Yeah. yeah. For real, dude. The I, fire I, I hose award. I love their clothes. They're they're a little dad clothes, but man, I'm 41. I don't care. I'm I'm past that now. I'm only 32, and I'm I'm da- like, I love their stuff. I mean, that's the, that's. Am I like the old that. guy in the room? Man, don't call me. I'll be 42 on Wednesday. Oh, oh yeah, geez, you're young you now. I'm 45. I'm, I'm, I'm March. Oh, are you? Yeah. We'll see. Scott's got gotcha. you. There you go. Come to Malak. See, there you go. Phew. Yeah, Malak, hey, Malak, it's on the, I will be there next I, year. It's on the I, list. T- I tell you what's even better than that. If I can get some people to come up to Schwamigan Bay up in t- northern Wisconsin, up in, in Lake Superior, the place has got some beasts. 
hollering at I, I, i'm yeah. surprised if y'all would have got with them earlier i i know paddling finn they're doing a trail uh susie roloff they could have done a done an event up there that they yeah, she, she's through. from my wife's hometown oh really yeah well susie the queen yeah, they, they could have done a stop up there because I, I know they're doing Wisconsin. But yeah. yeah. It's hard to get tournaments there just because, like, any big body of water up north, like the wind, any given day, the wind yeah. could shift on you. And the bay is a little protected, but still, you know. Yeah. All right, Brandon, how about you, man? Now, I saw uh, Brad talking good about you on there. You, you know it's, it's good if, if Brad's saying good things about you. Yeah, he's lying. He takes my money all the time. You can't listen to him or Terry. I, 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 yeah, I've funded their fishing this year, I'm pretty sure. so. I was fixing to say, nothing away from Brandon. Brandon's a killer guy. He, he already qualified for the Classic at our event in Alabama. But if you just look around on Tourney X throughout the year, the Goldens run. Yeah, run yeah they're having state. a good year. The, the last year, both of them has done really well. I mean, they've... Like I said, I, I, I think I funded their fishing last year. They they took my money about half the events we went to. So, but uh, I, I fished for Caney Fork. Uh, so I got to give them a shout out. I mean, they're always hooking me up. Uh, they're great to work with, and uh, um, they've been a real a real help this last year. Especially I got into an outback, uh, come from a, a blue sky to an outback, and a, uh, they they've. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm hard on everything. So uh, for our state championship, you know, or tournament or whatever, about a month ago, I actually left my drive and my paddle at the ramp and turned around and went back for my outback, and uh, it had been it was gone. So I had to fish it in my blue sky, and uh, so I gotta give a shout out to uh, to dugout too because uh, I got with Steve and. He said, you know, they had a, a drive in stock. So they, they sent me one up in two days, and I was ready to go for this tournament. But, uh, yeah, Caney Fork's been been great. So uh, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, they, uh, I think they, I just got a bending branches paddle from them, you know, uh, that they sent me for this tournament too. So uh, if, if anybody's ever in the area and, and needs to, you know, to look at some gear, they're always – They've got two locations, and they're always they're good people to work for. So, yeah. There you go, Candy Fork And uh, Tyler, how about you? Um, I'm with Mossy Oak Fishing, uh, Bassett Baits out of Rockford, Illinois. He supplies me with a ton of jigs every year. I actually have my own line of jigs through him that we oh, we cool. designed. It was about t- yeah, Uh-oh. it was about two. Two years of him being sick and tired of me giving him suggestions to make this thing right. So, <laughs> but and then, and Hawkeye Hawkeye Custom Rods out of Piasta, like I was talking earlier. I mean, if you if you ever get to the point where you want to be technique specific, and you really want that custom feel and not just a shelf rod, just give me a holler. I mean, I will we'll do whatever we can to get you set up there. Uh, Boondocks. Um, Lurch's lures, Lurch, Lurch lives right on Chick. I mean, he's he's got the juice. He makes some killer little swim baits for the rigs. I mean, get a hold of him for that. Uh, Robohawk is here in Iowa. They're an Iowa-based lanyard company. I mean, he makes some awesome stuff and I got takes care of you. Yeah, he 
takes care of you, whether you're in a tree sitting on the ice or in your kayak, you know, he'll make you anything you need. So, and I mean, my kids, my kids are my biggest fans and my daughter literally snatched the trophy out of my hand and I haven't seen it since. So (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. Good deal, guys. We appreciate y'all being on and hopefully we'll have y'all again on for too long and, and good luck at the classic tournament and, and have a, a good Thanksgiving coming up and, and be safe. Thank you. All right. All Thanks, right. guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye. All right. We only got two tournaments, and one of them was connected with that bass tournament. It was and- a, yeah, Tank Cat had their club. It was a, their club. What? What's up? No, I was saying, man, who won that event? Oh, yeah. Well, Brandon Strzok. <laughs> uh, and it was 36 anglers. That one was only three fish, but uh, Brandon won it with 55. Keith Freeze with 49 and three quarter. And Eric Thomason, that dude's a hammer, with 48 and three quarter. And then um, Cumberland Kayak, CKT, I, I think Cumberland Kayak T. Trail. There you go. Had their season closer on Thursday. <laughs> There's only 25 anglers, but and nobody else having tournaments right now, so I'm going with it. Uh, Two-day tournament. Thomas Davis with 93 and a quarter. Whooped everybody. Second was Timmy Sinarong with 80 and three quarter. I know I pronounced that wrong. I'm sorry, bud. And then uh, David Hackler, Hacker with 78 and a quarter. And then our boy, Adam Riser in fourth with 78 inches. So, yeah, Thomas Davis, like, destroyed the Down the hammer. Almost 13 inches. So, yeah, that was a a major beat down. But congrats to everybody. Thanks to guys being on tonight. And, uh, and again, we won't be live for a while. But uh, next week, we have Drew Gregory, the man himself, Mr. Uh, Crescent Kayaks, the H.O., the Hobie. 2020 angler of the year aoy and uh yeah going to talk to him about that talk to him about just a year they had maybe talk a little fancy fishing i guess that's over now and uh my year was okay a couple of guys didn't do as well as i had hoped they would it seems so crazy now like you pick these people in fantasy fishing it's like why didn't i choose jody queen like yeah. i i think i I don't even know if I chose Russ Snyder. I, I know I had Cody Milton. I'd have to go back and listen, look who I picked. Maybe you couldn't choose them all, but how did I not pick Jody, Russ, and Cody? Like, yeah, that's ridiculous to not choose those three people. And Drew, I would, how would you not choose Drew? Yeah, he he definitely showed up and showed out in tournament fishing this year. Yeah, and, and he did sure. like, start at Hobie late. He just came like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and fish Hobie, and then boom, angler of the year right at the end. So just came out of nowhere. Like, you know, for, at the beginning of the year, it was Kurt, and Kurt's awesome. Go back and listen to a noob show from this week. He was just on there. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, some other people are doing great this year, and then just Drew showed up and said, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take that AOI. So I, I'm gonna, this, I, I'm gonna go ahead and get that Halloween colored Hobie, and I'm just gonna sell it because you know I like crescent yeah. cuts. I don't, I don't even want your Halloween colored Hobie. <laughs> well, uh, 
before we go, I was going to, uh, you know, like you said, we're, we're going to cut the live thing for a while. It's kind of end of the season, but for anybody in the, the Southern tri-state area, Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, or anybody coming down the dugout, uh, winter series is still going. You still got, uh, the month of December to fish. So come on down. And then I was going to give them a shout out too, cause I actually won something finally on one of their giveaways. They're giving away all sorts of stuff every week. So appreciate them guys on that. And then, uh, just kind of a, as the year closer, you know, shout out to all the clubs that, you know, make it possible for us to talk about tournament fishing and all the directors that put in hard work and, all the all the sponsors and companies that are coming on to believe in kayak fishing and you know, just thanks to everybody and can't wait to see how 2021 looks it's gonna be bigger than ever if i had to guess yeah and we're, we're about to make that transition from you know well we'll talk to drew next week and we'll we'll you know we're kind of going after that show we'll branch out we'll be talking about all kind of clubs, state of the industry state of rules changes you know all the cool things we get talked about in the winter that we don't whenever we're talking about tournaments during the middle of the year that we don't get talked about so that's always fun to be a change of pace for us so yeah a lot of cool shows coming up looking forward to that but uh yeah check us out if you watch us live every week you have to listen to us on all the different podcasts but you know i don't know podcasts it's 2020 Get with it, man. I mean, everybody's got holiday breaks coming up. Yeah, but most people listen on the podcast anyway, so that's right. There you go. All right, but uh, yeah, if you're hey, if you're out there, kind of can be safe, bring a splash bag, like go with a friend, be careful. Seriously, it's I don't do any of those things, so don't be like me. Yeah, don't be like, don't don't be like Jimmy and wear your PFD. Seriously, it's it's that time of year, be safe. That's right. All right, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to y'all next week. Later. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.